difficult to say because it's not clear, uh, at least to me, uh, what exactly is the minute is meant by uh, being an observer. If the intention is to to call it an observer, but actually to to allow Derry to have the same status as other members of the committee, this would be something that is in contradiction to the decision of the court. Well, you obviously won't be allowed to vote. Yes, but the question is to, to what extent in this committee uh, votes are the usual uh, practice or procedure. And um, my impression that in almost the majority of cases, it is not done by votes. So if, if the only difference would be not voting in the very... Uh, small number of cases where vote is taken, uh, th- this would mean that actually he's a member. And it's, it, it smells like a spin or a trick. So do you think on this issue there could be another petition to the High Court against such a move? Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know. And because, it, as I said, it's not clear what exactly uh, is the role that he is supposed to play in, on this uh, committee. We've heard a lot about uh, uh, Justice Minister Levine's um, what's called the Judicial Reform Programme over the last few weeks. What do you believe is the lies behind all these moves? There is an argument, of course, that the real reason behind all this is Netanyahu's corruption trial, and this is only the first stage, after which there will be attempts to replace the Attorney General or split the role into two, and bring in someone who may either cancel the breach of trust offence or the entire trial itself. Do you believe this is theoretically possible? Yes, I think theoretically it is possible. Um, but I don't think that this is the only reason uh, behind uh, uh, this revolution that is taking place. I don't call it reform because it does not aim to reform things. It aims to destroy. Um, and I think partially it's, it is explained by Bibi's trial, but uh, only partially. I think the, there is something deeper there. Uh, and if, if one wants to understand it, one has to go 10 or 15 years ago to the first initiatives of legislation against the court uh, by uh, members of parliament like uh, Yariv Levin and others. And, um, and I think what the, the concerns of these people was that the court may not allow them to do whatever they want to do in the occupied territories. They see the court an obstacle in possible plans uh, of taking uh, Palestinian private property, uh, annexation, etc. Uh, although the court gave the government a very long rope um, in, this, in this matter, uh, this is a rope w- with a limit. And I think they, uh, they are concerned about this limit. They want to, to do away with this limit. And then there are the concerns of the ultra-Orthodox 
concerning uh, military service of yeshiva students and uh, also uh, plans from the religious of the religious sector uh, to push Israel in the direction of a, a state that behaves according to the halakha, to Jewish law, um, against equality. And since one of the most fundamental roles of the court is to protect equality, uh, the court is an obstacle. And, uh, and therefore the court has to be uh, made out of the game in the sense that it will continue to exist, but it will never say no to the government. We know that the Prime Minister is uh, legally prevented from involving himself in what you call this judicial revolution. Um, if he was found to be involved or connected to the plans, it, would this be reason for declaring him by the Attorney General unfit for office, or is this a mere speculation? No, it's uh, the Supreme Court in its uh, decision to to allow Netanyahu to to, to be a, a prime minister uh, insisted on having him sign uh, an agreement uh, not to act in a conflict of interest, and uh, if it can be proven that he acts against this, uh, uh, actually it's not an agreement, it's an instruction of the court, um, then there are consequences. And he may be declared as uh, uh, somebody who cannot uh, carry on his role. Uh, but everybody understands that this is a, an extremely dramatic uh, decision and it will not be easy to reach such a conclusion. Last week, when uh, U.S. National Security Advisor Sullivan was here, the Prime Minister again spoke about the shared values between Israel and the U.S. Do you believe if this judicial revolution will go through, Israel and the U.S. will still have shared values? I think that um, uh, by destroying the judicial independence of the of the court and of the attorney general general office uh, and by um, allowing uh, infringements on human rights uh, without effective judicial control um, Israel will have more in common with Hungary than with the United States and the story about shared values between us and the United States uh, will become something in the imagination of people, not in reality. A final question then. The opposition claim that uh, these measures will constitute um, a significant infringement or maybe even the end of Israeli democracy as we know it. However, the government claims that all the parties making up the current coalition made it clear during the election that they want significant restrictions against the judiciary introduced. And therefore, what's happening now is merely um, implementing the will of the people. Well, f first of all, it's not true that the Likud went to elections with a clear agenda uh, of destroying the judiciary. Uh, 
It's true about other parties, but it's not true about the, the Likud. Secondly, th this assumes that the uh, rule of the majority equals the rule of the people. But of course, this is not true. Uh, the majority is not the people. It's the majority of the people. And democracy is the rule of all people. So democracy without checks and balances, without protection of human rights, without protection of the minorities, is not a democracy. It's a Hungarian type of what they call democracy, but it's something uh, between what used to be a democracy and a dictatorship. So uh, I, I think that what is being claimed by, uh, by the coalition does not describe properly democracy.